Hey, what's up, everybody? For your fix of fitness, health, life, and laughs, you know where it's at. That's right, it's at the podcast with your host, yours truly, Adam Pullman. What is up? Welcome to another episode of the podcast. This is the show where all of your health, fitness, and nutrition questions are answered by me, your host and coach, Adam Pullman. In today's episode, we are not answering questions, believe it or not. However, we are talking to, I had the chance to get to talk to a great friend of mine, Rachel Pastor, um, a fellow health and fitness coach that is uh, one of a kind, honestly. She is an amazing person, an amazing coach. And one of the things I really wanted to hone in on with this episode was this aspect of... I don't know what you even want to call it, but just this aspect of mindset belief and how those things kind of can propel you into becoming or transforming the person that you want to be. So really what we discussed was how you have to have some sort of mindset or belief that you are going to eventually turn into this person to begin making the changes that that future person would make. So we talked a lot about the mental side of things, which I am always fascinated by. And she provided a lot of valuable information uh, in this episode. So make sure you tune in for more on that. Now, before we get into the episode, I want to bring up a couple, bring up a couple of things. First of all, if you want to have one of your questions answered on a regular episode, a, a, a Q&A episode, you can submit your questions on Instagram. My handle is Adam underscore Pullman Fit. You can submit them there every single Saturday on my story. You'll, least, you'll see a little question box that says, ask me a question or ask me anything. That's your green light to submit as many health, fitness, and nutrition questions as you would like. And then I'll answer them shortly there on the story and then in long form in detail here on the show. You'll see that if you go into the show that a large majority of the other episodes are, um, are, are driven. They're driven from, you know, from questions that come from listeners like you, whether it's about fat loss, fitness, um, building muscle, improving relationship with food, all that good stuff. I love answering your guys' questions in, uh, in the realm of health, fitness, and nutrition. So that is an opportunity for you to get your question answered here on the show. Just find me on Instagram. Now, if you are a huge fan of delicious high-protein cereal that reminds you of the stuff you grew up with as a kid and doesn't have a you know butt-ton of sugar in it <laughs> and has fiber, high-quality protein, all that good stuff, go ahead and check out magicspoon.com, specifically the fruity flavor. Just telling you that right now, okay? You will, you will say thank you. Um, and then if you use if you use the code PullmanFit at checkout, you'll get five dollars off your order. Which actually that reminds me, I definitely need to go on there and order more because we are out. Well, I'm out. Kaylee really loves the cinnamon. I like the fruity and the blueberry. So when those are out, I am out. All right. So uh, go ahead and do that. Use that discount code PullmanFit at checkout for five dollars off. Now, if you are someone that really enjoys cold brew like I do in the summer and you want your drink to stay cold for a long period of time, you need a tumbler or a cup like Mir provides. Go to Mir.com, M-I-I-R.com and use the code Pullman, nope, Adam Pullman 20 at checkout and you will get 20% off there. So Adam Pullman 20 at checkout. I have been loving their stuff during the summer because, uh, like I said, you know, you have the downside of the heat, especially here in Texas. And then also just because of that heat, the ice melts fast. And so then your, your, your cold brew, your coffee is now really watered down, which obviously sucks. We don't want that. So the mirror cup has been a, a great way for me to keep that cold brew cold. 
and have that ice last a lot longer without turning into just watery coffee. So again, Adam Pullman 20 at checkout at mir.com, M-I-I-R.com, and you'll get 20% off. Now, last thing, if you want some valuable free resources on really anything related to health, fitness, or nutrition. We have free guides and free articles available for you, absolutely free to download. Just go to pullmanfitness.com slash free. That's P-O-E-H-L-M-A-N-N fitness.com slash free. One thing I wanted to talk about with you is like, I've noticed like a shift, maybe not a shift, but more of like an emphasis in your content with, um, uh, with, your, with mindset and then this, the more common theme within that being like, limiting beliefs Mm -hmm. so i've been watching a lot uh, or reading a lot of the transformations that you've been posting or like Mm -hmm. the testimonials client victories whatever you Mm -hmm. want to call them and it seems like almost every single one talks not so much they don't talk about the actual physical changes but Mm -hmm. it seems to me that what they're really addressing and talking about is the noted that what the what they've noticed uh changed in the way that they think about themselves or think about their body or think about their health and fitness so Um, I know for you, that's something that you focus on. So I just want to hear for you, like what that looks like for you specifically and with your clients, as far as the mindset aspect goes and the limiting beliefs, how you work through those. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would say my program has heavily, well, I always say like, I still do fitness, nutrition stuff, Yeah. but a huge part of my program and one of the pillars is the neuro-linguistic programming. So that's, I'm an NLP practitioner and I help people reprogram. So we're reprogramming their minds. And a lot of what ends up coming out of that and why you're reading that stuff is people's beliefs are changed into what they need to be and they're stepping into the identity that they need to step into in order to stick with and create that lifelong change. So it's heavy on when you first, when you first join my program or throughout the whole entire program, actually, you're going through this platform that I've created and it's all through the reprogramming of the mind. So first I'll take somebody through, okay, what are all of your goals and your dreams? Mm -hmm. Which I always tell them up front. I'm like, you're going to be like, what the heck? I thought I joined a like health and fitness. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Why are you asking my goals and my dreams? But I explained to them why we need to do that. And what we're really doing is we're pulling out their beliefs because you can really find that with when you're asking somebody their goals of their life, right? What are your most, your hugest goals of your life? Mm -hmm. Okay, great. This is what they are. Now, what are the characteristics of somebody who is accomplishing those goals, right? What do you think that person, who do you think that person is? And we'll pull those things out. And what are the beliefs of the person who is living that life, who's accomplished those goals? And typically, you're not there yet. You're not living into those characteristics. You're not living into that identity. You're not living into those beliefs. Otherwise, most likely, you would have already accomplished those goals. There's a (laughs) reason. Sure. (laughs) There's a reason you're not there yet. Right. And for people who are having a hard time seeing it, that's what the question asks them. I mean, okay, well then why haven't you accomplished these things yet? Mm -hmm. So we start to pull out those beliefs and the identity and really how this all relates to health and fitness is their identity is, 
you know, not attached to the person who actually is, you know, sticking to their nutrition and mm. working out regularly. There's a huge disconnect. Because mm-hmm. in those goals, in those life dreams, I'm asking, you know, what are your like top health and fitness goals of your life, right? What is career, family? So when you are able to have people see the disconnect in where and what they need to be doing in their lives and the beliefs that they need to have, then you can start to create that reprogramming. So that's the beginning part of it. Okay. And from there, that's when we take, okay, what are the beliefs of the person who's living out all these, all your goals and dreams? What are your current beliefs, right? What is, what is your belief right now? And typically, you know, it's going to be things like, well, I believe that I'll never lose the weight, right? But somebody who's accomplished it, they don't believe that. Mm -hmm. So we have to create, how do you get from somebody who doesn't believe they can lose the weight into the belief that they do believe they can lose the weight, that they Mm -hmm. know they can. Mm -hmm. It's a process that you take people through in going back to where that belief came from. Because every single action and result that we take in life is off a past experience. So somewhere at some point in their life, they came to a belief that they could not lose weight. Whether it been, you know, when they were 10 years old and everybody was making fun of them in school and they created all these beliefs around their weight, it could be. And what it is for a lot of people is that they have struggled to lose weight their whole entire lives. At this point, they just truly believe it cannot happen for them. So in a sense, no matter what they try, it won't because they don't even have that thought that it can in the first place. Is that kind of what you're getting at? Exactly. Exactly. They keep coming back for it. Like they keep joining different programs and they keep doing different diets because they want it. They are so extremely unhappy with where they're at, so they keep trying for it. But in their brain, their subconscious mind truly does not believe, right? And if our subconscious mind has a belief, that's what we're going to create all of our actions and result off of. Now, you need to go in the subconscious mind to change all that. And that's what I do with people through processes and questions that they answer before I take them through DIs, deep meditations. And then that's when we go into the subconscious mind. We reprogram that experience. When is the first time that this belief was created? Reprogram that experience and then step into that new belief. One of the most important pieces of all of this is the feeling. All of our feelings create are anchored in our mind. They're anchored in our subconscious mind. So when we have an experience, maybe we had that same experience when we were, you know, 15 years old, Mm -hmm. we had an emotion, a feeling that was attached and anchored into that experience. Our brains pull right back into that and they have that exact same feeling and emotion on the same experience you're having right now. Even if you don't want to have that feeling, even that's even though that may not be what you want to be created, your brain's going to respond in that way until you change the anchor. So when we go into these meditations, we are changing the feeling. We're reprogramming where the belief came from, 
and then also the filling and then anchoring into a new filling, right? What do you want this to feel like? What should this feel like? What is your highest self, the person who has accomplished all of your goals and dreams, what, and that's why I take them through this whole process before, because it all needs to be created so they know what are the feelings of this person, right? Um, and I can guarantee you it's not sad and depressed and, you know, it's, it's none of those things. Mm -hmm. And you can just sit there and imagine right now, if you've accomplished all the goals in your dreams in your life and you've, you know, you're living at that, that highest version of yourself, you can imagine that that person is most likely confident. They're full of joy. They, um, are a great leader. They feel, you know, it, I mean, there's so many different feelings that can be attached to that. Mm -hmm. So we create that. And then, um, through that process, and I do many other processes with them in, in tools and modalities, but that process alone will help people create that shift in their subconscious mind. So the next time that they have that experience, the next time they have that, that um, belief come in, they're creating a new emotion off of it and turn a new action and result. Interesting. That's amazing. So, man, my mind is spinning right now with thoughts. Well, let me, t let me tell you a really simple process that pe people can follow sure. to start to go through this on okay. their own. So the first thing is, is what is your current limiting belief, right? And we all have them, yeah. every single one of us. So what is the limiting belief? And then the next thing you want to journal about, and, and you should be writing this back by hand. So you would want to write out what that limiting belief is, what's the story behind the belief, okay? Oftentimes, without going into the subconscious, you know, D, the DI meditation, a lot of people can pull back into thinking where that actually came from. They remember that experience because most likely it was an experience that stood out to them mm -hmm. in their life. Mm -hmm. Sometimes not. Sometimes people have to go into these deep meditations in order to get to that place and like figure out, oh, shit, that's when I was standing in the hallway in seventh grade and so-and-so walked up to me and said this thing. And, right. you know. So where is it from? So you know the story. And then what is the new empowering belief? So what's, what's the other belief? And most likely it's not the opposite of that. You know, it's something deeper. So it's not typically, if you feel like my belief is that I can't lose weight, well, my encouragement would be go a little deeper with the, um, the empowering belief what would it really be? Is it the new belief is that I am strong and capable of keeping all of my health and fitness goals or staying committed to those or having integrity around that? Like dig a little deeper on it. Mm -hmm. Create that new empowering belief and then really, really important, you have to create the proof. What's the proof? Because your brain needs proof. It needs proof to know. For some people, they're not going to have proof. Because maybe you never have lost the weight. So you're like, I don't, I don't know. This is where you use expanders. And our minds are so incredible this way. Our minds don't know the difference between a real experience and not real experience. That's why if you tell yourself and truly believe something and you tell yourself over and over and over again, 
that it happened, your mind will just believe that it happened because it doesn't know the difference. Mm -hmm. So using expanders would be who in your life do you know that did it, right? Who do you know that's created that? And use them as an expander and then attach a filling to it. So, you know, what is the filling behind this, this new empowering belief? Use that expander. Um, our brains, even to when we watch a movie, our brains really do not know the difference between if that is real or not real. Oh, you're preaching to the choir. That's why I don't watch horror movies. <laughs> no. I'm not, I I'm not sleeping at night. No, me either. <laughs> me either. I'm like, that for sure is real. <laughs> 100%. Those are not actors. There's not actors behind a camera. That demon is real. Well, how many movies have come back to, as you, you know, have gone through life and just thought back to a movie and been like, something like that ends up happening? Or you experience something like, and at the time you're like, mm, no way. I mean, I'm even talking about The Matrix, guys. You're at this point going to think I'm crazy, but... <laughs> I'm like, there is some crazy stuff out there, uh -huh. you know? Yeah. So, okay, that's that's interesting. What what do you, what are the most common experience? Are there any common experiences that a lot of the clients have that you've worked with in terms of um, events or experiences that create the negative emotion around the weight loss? Mm -hmm. For example. Uh, is it maybe the way a family member talked to them about their body mm -hmm. or is it a traumatic like bullying experience that they had? Are, is there anything that is super, super common with people that want to lose weight or is it kind of all over the board? No, typically there's a theme behind it. Okay. You know, like somebody, especially with parents, parents always have a huge hold around some of these experiences and I'm a parent so I, I just feel like give yourself a ton of grace because it can become to a point where you're like oh my god did I just say something that just totally changed the direction of my kid's life sure you know sure um but yeah through parents saying certain things like I remember one of my friend's client she was telling me that her mom started sending her on the bus with slim fast at you know 10 mm. years old and I totally that, forgot about is that still a thing slim fast I don't know if it is. Yeah. That's like the ultimate throwback. <laughs> yeah. The Matrix and Slim Fast. <laughs> all, really all took you the back there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So her mom would just put her on the bus at like 10 years old with these all these Slim Fast things. Mm -hmm. And that was really a life-changing moment for her. And just thinking that she was overweight and that this is something that she struggles with and it now became a belief. I struggle with my weight. That just was her belief from then on. Wow. So yeah, coming from other people... Uh, coming from a really most likely traumatic thing that was said. And now that from that one moment, it then becomes a belief. Yeah. Is it, is this a new <clears throat> NLP? I'm guessing has been around for a while. Yes. Mm -hmm. Is the, it's, uh, is it new in the health and fitness space? Because I haven't seen or heard much about it. So yeah, mostly people have been using NLP I've seen a lot of business coaches do it. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. um, but before that, people have used it more in, I would say, counseling ways. Okay. You know, where they're helping somebody through a traumatic situation. Yeah. And uh, helping somebody reprogram that. Uh-huh. So that they're not 
living into that trauma over and over. Right. Because what I, what I think of when you're talking about this, and I don't know if it was NLP, but I think of sports psychology. Mm-hmm. I, when I was in college, <clears throat> I, had the, I had the yips. And so for those of you listening that don't know what that is, basically it's common in golf. And for catchers in baseball, um, sometimes other positions, but catchers is super common. Have you ever watched the movie Major League with Charlie Sheen? And yeah. Do you remember that movie? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so do you happen to remember when the catcher was having a hard time throwing it back to the pitcher because he was overthinking it? Yes. And they had him yep. look at Playboy magazines? Absolutely. Absolutely. That doesn't fix it, just so you guys know. <laughs> um, but it was that where it was like I was over – and keep in mind, like I was in a – I was – at a high level college baseball. And I was overthinking things so much to where I literally forgot how to throw a baseball and play catch. I couldn't do it unless I was 120 feet or more where I was forced to sling it as hard as I could because I didn't have to think about it much there. And the sports psychologist that I worked with had me do a lot of that stuff where I was, you know, I was sitting in a dark room, closing my eyes, trying to go back to this space. And he was asking me, you know, when you think of the nervous feeling or whatever, what do you what do you see pop up? Mm-hmm. And for me, that was my pitching coach. It was people in the stands, other negative experiences. And he worked with me on basically trying to destroy those in my mind mm-hmm. and create new positive ones around it. So that sounds very similar That's to totally, what you're doing here. Totally it. Um, I really enjoyed those sessions because I got to envision my coach as a glass object and I just beat the crap <laughs> out of him. It. Um, it did help short term. But so the next question I have is how do you, how do you then blend in um, or, or introduce the somewhat dry nuances of macronutrients and eating this and doing this with your strength training? Some of the stuff that kind of tends to be two-dimensional for the lack of a better word. How do you start to bring those in while incorporating the more three-dimensional stuff as far as the beliefs and their experiences and their feelings and their emotions. How do you blend those two together so that they can use their new beliefs to do those things consistently? Because mm-hmm. at, at the end of the day, they can have the beliefs, but if they don't do those things, nothing's right. going to change, right? right? So what does it look like to, to bring those things together? Mm-hmm. Well, they're really doing those things from the beginning with me. So when you first start, you'll get your nutrition plan, your fitness plan, and then you start into the work. So you're already heading The work on. meeting the, the NLP stuff. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're already on their way of counting the macros. Got it. And learning how to do that. And getting into momentum of keeping promises to themselves. And, you know, really in getting into the habit of keeping promises in that self-integrity, which is also a reprogram of the mind. So in a sense, one feeds the other. And it's like this positive like feedback loop to where they're creating these positive beliefs. Mm-hmm. But then it's like what you mentioned earlier about the proof. Mm-hmm. Even though they might not fully be the whatever manifestation of the new person that they want to be, they're still creating the proof that they can be that person by doing their lifting sessions three times a week and following the macronutrients. And then as they do those things, they believe more. And as they believe more, they do more. Mm-hmm. Is that accurate? A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And the reason that that is so important is that what we see a lot of the time with people is if they have never been able to stick with a health and fitness plan, uh-huh. right? They constantly go back into old habits and behaviors. Right. Is that those are where they're anchored into. Now let's all think about our lives, right? And let's think about other people that we know. Mm-hmm. 
and how really things tend to repeat themselves over and over and over again, right? Like if your parents lived a certain way and they ate a certain way, right? Never changes. <laughs> right. It, it, it just, it keeps going like yeah. that, yep. right? Then those habits and behaviors and beliefs are passed on to our kids and then they continue to live that way. That's why a lot of the time you see a lot of people who are living into a certain lifestyle that doesn't seem, it moves from generation to generation to generation. And rarely it seems that people are able to move out of that. Anybody, it, it's available to them to move out of that. Right. But there, there is this, There is something to be said about the way our brains work and how we create all of this in our brain and then we continue to live into it day in and day out. And so until those shifts are made, it's really hard for somebody to be able to create that lifelong change because they just continue to fall back here. Right. Well, what comes to mind is um, I have a, so I have a, I have a friend and you know when you have those people in your life where you you know them and then you meet their family and you're like, how in the world are you the way that you are? Mm-hmm. Like that's one of those situations mm-hmm. where his his family is so, to put it bluntly, victim-minded. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, I, you know, it, the world is always out to get them. Nothing's ever going to change. Uh, and he is the exact opposite of that. And anyway, I just look at him, I'm like, how'd you get out of that? But more often it is the case, like you said, where that negativity almost like programs itself through those generations to where you're just taught the same thing over and over again. The world's out to get me. The world's out to get me. I'll never lose the weight. I'll never be consistent. And then before you know it, that's just your, your, your mantra. Yeah. So to speak. It is. Yeah. That's what, that's what it becomes. And I, you know, I have these next door neighbors and they are the loveliest people in the world. Sure. But, and not, but they're lovely. The lifestyle that we're both living is very different in really what that all comes down to is their beliefs are much different than my beliefs. So I'm not saying that my beliefs are better than their beliefs, but Mm -hmm. all of our beliefs create our reality. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. And so I really have seen that play out through um, their kids and their own beliefs and what they huh. feel like they can do in their life. Right. And not that I feel like it's bad to work at Chick-fil-A. Honestly, if you have a job, great. Let's be honest. If it's going to be any fast food chain, it better be Chick-fil-A. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, but, you know, why can't the belief be that they're capable of working and living and doing whatever the hell they want to do in life. Right. They're in belief that this is what they're capable of. Right. That lights, like that lights my heart, my soul up because all I want is for people to realize that they truly are capable of anything, but until they shift those beliefs, they're going to constantly live into that. You know what it makes me think of? It makes me think of those people it, I mean, not those people, literally everybody, mm-hmm. myself, you, yeah. when you're working out mm-hmm. and, um, you know, especially as a trainer, you get this yeah. and 
John or Susie is mm-hmm. squatting, you know, 50 pounds on their back. They're mm-hmm. doing 10 reps. And you're like, John, Susie, I promise you, you can double that and still do 10. Yeah. And they're like, mm-hmm. no way, not a chance. Right. But right. you know, based on the last set that they did, they are fully capable of that. And then once they try to, once they trust you and they do it, <laughs> the look on their face once they finish, they're like, it's like they unlock this whole new world right. of potential. And that's one of my... Side note, it's one of my favorite things about strength training is you you experience what you're truly capable of. Yes. And then it just keeps it keeps going. You know you can do 100. And if you can do 100, you might be able to do 105. Yeah. And then you do more. And yeah. You do more. It reminds me of, I'm not sure, I'm sure it's it's got to have a name, the phenomenon. But it makes it makes me think of, um, I don't know his name, but it was that, it's a, I think he was a marathon runner. Mm-hmm. And for the longest time, it was believed that, I might be botching this up and someone can correct me, but... Um, that no one ever was going to break the two hour, the two hour time ever. And as soon as this guy broke, I mean, I think you see this with mile times, marathon, but as soon as this guy broke the two hour time, person after person, after person, after person, after person, it's just like, boom, breaking the, breaking the record, breaking the record, breaking the record. And it's like, once, once you see someone else do that, Uh you're like, whoa. Yeah. It goes back to the, the. The phrase has been around forever. Oh, if they can do it, I can probably do it too. Yeah. And then that, like, I hate to use the word, but like, almost like the the, the emotional thought manifests itself physically, and your body is like, yeah, I got this. Yeah, a hundred percent. And that happens all the time. You you heard me say expander. That's exactly what an expander is. Because you mentioned you said what that is. Expands their mind to right. the possibility through someone that else's this is true. experience. Yeah, through somebody else's experience and. It's a beautiful thing. I mean, that's that's such a great example of an expander. And you also just said something that is so true, and it happens all the time, is you know, you don't necessarily need to go into these DI meditations to reprogram. We reprogram ourselves all the time yeah. in different situations. When we accomplish something, when we do something more, <laughs> we expand our minds more, we anchor into and we can anchor into a new uh, belief, habit, behavior, all the time by ourselves in having a new experience that creates a massive emotion attached to it and we'll switch that anchor over. Mm. So it 100% can happen. Mm-hmm. It's just typically, and why I use this process with people, is that they're just not creating that on their own. Right. And so how do you help them do that? Mm-hmm. And this is a way to, way to do it. But people really do. And that's why you'll see people even through, though their family through generations has had these same beliefs and... Uh, lived in this certain way you'll see people I mean there are some incredible people out there who are billionaires millionaires who are celebrities who came from families who really didn't believe and that this was possible for them or lived at a, a certain right level mm-hmm. I guess and you know, they were through accomplishing different things or beliefs and anchors that they were able to create along the way, able to break that. And so we do, we do create it on our own. Yeah. So <clears throat> I want to take you a few more places, but first, one of the things I want to go back to the tangibles for people. So you mentioned the journaling. Can you go through that, that process again? What was the first part you had? The, yeah. the self-limiting beliefs? Was that that first part? Yep. What's the limiting belief? What's the story behind that belief? What's the new empowering belief, and what's the what's the proof? 
What's okay. the proof behind that new empowering belief? And then also what's the emotion attached to that new belief? Okay. And outside of the journaling, because I feel like a common thing that keeps coming up is that this, this change into this new person that you want to be is not only about the mental emotional feeling, but it's also like you said about the proof and what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So what is, what is something that someone can easily do tangibly, mm-hmm. whether you know, it's nutrition or fitness or whatnot, um, outside of just the journaling? How do they take that journaling and then do something that they feel is important to the goals that they have? Mm-hmm. Well, if it's specifically around the health and fitness, so it's something around you, know, you want to lose weight, then it would be keeping those those promises to yourself day in and day out, and even just one promise. Even just creating one promise, and if you were to keep that, let's say you kept your nutrition every single day, even if nothing else was perfect, you're gonna start to create that belief in yourself that you can do it. Yeah, that reminds me of um, when I was 10, I well, I played rec baseball when I was little, and then I wanted to play competitive. And I tried out <clears throat> for a competitive team, and I made the team, but I didn't. That whole first year when I was 10 years old, I hardly played. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Dad, I'm not good at this. I don't want to do it anymore. It sucks. I hate it. And he was like, nope. You, he was like, you can quit after you try. After you like practice, after you put the work in. Yeah. Then if you don't like it, you can quit. Anybody doesn't like it when they're not good at it. Yeah. Oh, He's yeah. like, but if you don't like it after you practice, you can quit. And then I remember practicing. And even at that young age of like 10, 11 years old, I would practice more. And each week I was like... I'm getting better at this. Mm-hmm. And then the more that I was able to experience that with like the proof like you're talking about, the more I believed in myself. And then I went back out there and did it again. And it was this loop that just kept on going and going. Um, and that's one of the experiences in my life that I'm so grateful for. Mm-hmm. And of course, when you're 11, you don't really realize the compounding right. effects it'll have. Uh-huh. But later on, you, you realize and think back like, wow, that was a moment where I could have taken that kind of like victim, woe is me, I'm never going to get anywhere mentality because mm-hmm. I'm just, God didn't make me good enough at baseball. It's just, right. it's just the way I am. I could have taken that route, but instead my dad was kind of, you know, he was guiding he, me. Yeah. He was guiding me without guiding me, you know? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Anyway, that's what makes me think of that. Um, what I want to know is how has this applied for you personally, mm-hmm. whether it's health and fitness or business or relationships or family, how have you used this kind of rewiring to, make a positive impact and change in your life? Well, that's definitely what attracted me to it is through my own rewiring. And I really know that through my own transformation, that's really what it was. I completely rewired in my belief of that I was a heroin addict, that I was homeless, that that I wasn't capable or smart enough, you know, I, through my own transformation and process of that and through keeping promises to myself and doing these different things that I now have my clients do, was able to create these changes. I'm also very big into meditation myself and uh, I have done a ton of reprogramming on, on myself as well and through my own beliefs and it just really anchored me in even deeper into the belief of the power of this. So I use it on myself all of the time. Mm-hmm. Where specifically are you using it right now? Oh man, through money. I'm actually doing a whole thing through Unblock Money. Uh, and money is just energy, just like anything else is energy, right? Um, and creating that belief around money, worthiness around it, and also 
So a lot of the time, it, it all goes back to the same place. Like if you grew up, um, you know, if you grew up in a certain class, okay, most of the type of people stay in that class mm-hmm. because it's a belief that they know around money, right? And so what I've been doing is breaking a lot of those beliefs in order to create what I really want to with money. Interesting. So is it is it more so your relationship with money? Is it an actual like financial goal that you have? Is it both? Yeah, so it's like a relationship with money. Yeah, so it's a belief around money. So, you know, you'll see this a lot with people where they feel like they need to have a certain amount in savings account. You're not allowed mm-hmm. to have debt. You can't have these certain things because there's all these beliefs that have been put in place around these things, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so then that's just the way you live your life around them. So really the belief that, you know, any amount of money is available to me, that I really can create that. And that we all, if you really think about it, we all have a glass ceiling. Everybody listening right now has a glass ceiling. How do you break through that glass ceiling, right? If you think how much money could I make in a year, maybe you believe you can make, uh, you know, half a million dollars in a year, right? And that's, that's actually your glass ceiling, right? Million dollars, billions of dollars, mm-hmm. right? Until you break through those glass ceilings, you're never going to get past that. Your brain is only going to keep you within that, that area. Just like the guys running the marathon. Exactly. Interesting. So <clears throat> I want to take a little a little bit of a left turn because this is what I'm very curious to know for you specifically. Uh-huh. Your eyes are getting big like I'm going to ask some future I questions. already know what you're going to ask. Do you really? Uh, go ahead. Okay. All right. All right. So I can't wait to see if you know for sure. Okay. So I'm, I'm very curious to know because this thing with like mantras, manifestation, creating your own reality is huge right now. Uh-huh. And I would say that fits into the category of like new age spirituality. Mm-hmm. How does this come into play with your belief as a Christian? Yeah. And how do you reconcile those two things existing in your life? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I believe that God is everywhere in everything. And I believe that he, you know, he created obviously everything. I mean, I, I have, I, I believe in the same God you believe in. Mm-hmm. Right. And this is so, I knew you were going to ask this. Just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> this is the question. And what's so weird about you asking this is I posted on social media yesterday in my stories that I am teaching my girls how my girls are uh, eight years old and five years old. And Garrett and I are teaching them about meditation we're teaching them about journaling and just we were reading affirmation cards and just kind of explaining what they mean. Mm-hmm. We started doing that. Mm-hmm. And after I did it, I really felt like I needed to explain because oftentimes people really feel like, and I know this because I used to think it too. I used to think of somebody meditating. I'm like, seems like really, you know, Woo woo. Yeah. Yeah. Seems very woo woo. Right. Well, I felt like I really needed to explain that because, you know, we do believe in God and we do teach our girls about that. But how freaking cool, and this is where I'm going to explain. Okay. How freaking cool would it be if when you grew up, you already had all of the self awareness tools? 
and ability to bring yourself back into a present moment. If we all, our brains, are operating off of past experiences and we're all creating, you know, when we're sitting there, we're thinking so-and-so's mad at us and creating all these things in our brain yeah. and all of, you know, we're not yet in self-awareness of these things. That's what meditation does. It brings you back to the present moment. Mm -hmm. And God and me, we always find our, each other in meditation because God is presently here right now. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. And there is this beautiful connection in there. And really, that's what meditation is doing. Even when I'm taking somebody into a meditation where they're reprogramming, I'm bringing them so present into their subconscious mind that they're able to figure out and wire when these situations happen and, and how they can recreate and rewire. We so deeply live into the past and the present I'm sorry, the past and the future right. all of the time, mm -hmm. we can't do it. We're just constantly thinking about the next thing we have to do, about how so-and-so is going to respond, right? So that is how we're teaching our girls to do that. We pray. I always say, I feel like praying is, is really asking God for what you want, and meditation is just sitting there and listening, mm -hmm. you know? And so I find really beautiful connections between all of it. And um, when I say that everything is energy, you know, more of what I'm talking about is the science behind how everything is created, right? When scientists look at a wall and when they're, they're able to see what that's actually made of. Sure. This actually, yes, to us it looks that way, but that's not actually... These are just particles that are here, right? Right. right. Mm -hmm. That's what energy is. That's what that's what I mean behind that. Gotcha. And so, I like the science behind it. I'm okay. not so much into the woo woo. I'm more into the science behind the how the brain works, and I feel like that keeps me connected into, um, again, really how things actually work, and not really just sitting there being like thinking that I'm now playing God in my own mind. I'm going to meet God there. I love that, the end there. Cause I was gonna, I was gonna take you a little further, <laughs> but the, the end you really got it. Cause I feel like this is something that I've been thinking about for a while too. The things that come to mind are like the book, Think and Grow Rich. I don't know if you've read that one. Have you oh, read yeah. that one? Oh, that's one like, right. And so that's one of those where it's like, you think it, it will exist. And so the common thing, and those listening that aren't, aren't believers might not relate, but the thing for me is like, okay, what is the balance between me believing this lie that I am my own God and that I create everything versus believing in a God who is far greater than I am that has created everything and I get to experience what he has created. And also balancing, and I, the thing is, I don't have direct answers, balancing to what is scripturally accurate, asking you shall receive. What exactly does that freaking mean? You know, does yeah. that relate towards more towards one or the other? And the thing is, I don't think it's this black or white thing. Yeah. I think it's like you described where we get to experience both without one taking away from the other. They're not in complete isolation. They more so work together than, 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 than against each other. Would yeah. you agree with that? Oh, yeah. 100%. Let me tell you something. Manifestation and, and all of these different words and all of these things you're hearing, you know, being thrown out there right now. 
create a vision board and let's say you go create your vision board and you just throw up your favorite car up there, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And you put it up there. If you do not truly believe, and I'm pulling you guys all back to where I started with this. Yeah. If you do not, it's not woo-woo. No, Literally. Right. I agree. Just because you place it up there, I can tell you, it doesn't mean it's, it's just going to materialize. Especially if you don't freaking believe that you can have that car, that you're worth it, that you're worthy of it, that it's something that you can have. You're not going to create it in your life because every decision that you make, every action you take in your life is not going to lead to that car. It's going to lead into what you believe. And if you don't think that that's something that you can have, then you're not going to create it in your life. I, if I did not have the beliefs that I have about myself, then I wouldn't make the decisions and the actions and the results that I do in my life. Sure. You know, I wouldn't make these, these uh, different choices in my life to start these businesses and go out and do things that probably some people are like, what the hell? Like, that seems crazy to go do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, it's because your beliefs are telling you that. But my beliefs, I believe I can. And so I will create that. Yeah. Does that make I sense? Love, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's touching into the missing element that we often skip because we first go to action. Yeah. We first go to, uh, I want this, whatever, financial goal or uh -huh. I want to lose 20 pounds or... Yeah lift 500 pounds whatever it is yeah we go we always first go to okay what do we need to do to get that done yeah but what we need to do to get that done isn't going to get done if we don't believe we can get it done so you're you're covering that base that really hasn't been covered much that really bleeds into every other aspect and helps make every other thing fruitful yeah so speaking of being fruitful where have you seen this as far as the rewiring be the most fruitful in your life and for your clients. In my life, into taking huge leaps in my life and, and truly believing and having faith that like it's it, like I, I it's gonna happen. Give me a specific. Come on. Oh man. <laughs> I mean we've we started the festival and we've invested hundreds of I mean we we've invested so much money in that thing that you know, at, at one point, I think I've shared that with you. Mm -hmm. We ended up mortgaging our house and it was this whole thing. Um, but having faith that we'd be taken care of and it really has, everything has worked out, Yeah. but I had to rewire and create the beliefs that I was capable of doing it. Right. Yeah. Oh, I, I would say even just working for Chris and Heidi, I mean, going there and being like, I'm good enough to be here. Like mm -hmm. I am, I believe that I have what it takes to help any of your clients. Right. And working with people. I have some other things that I've been doing, but I don't want to share those things yet. <laughs> so, but taking big leaps in life and having faith, you're not going to do those things if you don't believe it. Sure. I think one of the things that, um, that you just mentioned was having faith that it's going to work out. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people might hear that and say, but we have to face the reality that it might not work out. And it seems to me that it's not so much about having faith that it'll work out and just saying, this is what it is. I'll just sit by and it'll work out. It's more so having faith it'll work out because you believe that you're going to put the actions in place to make it work out. Is that accurate? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I think also having faith in knowing that you are always being guided. So 
I truly, that's just another belief that I have. So guess what? If the festival for some reason didn't work out, it has opened so many doors along the way. It's been an incredible blessing and it's going to land me exactly where I need to go to the next step that I need to be on Mm. and really, really trusting that process. Mm -hmm. So I think that's all a part of faith too. I love that. Yeah, no, I agree. Would you say, so having said that, with one experience, whether succeeding or failing, leading you to another one, do you feel like there is necessarily a state of arrival with this rewiring or is it a constant, always evolving thing that you're working on and improving upon? Oh, it, it, the work never stops. It never stops. And I always tell my clients that because I'm like, okay, we're working together for 90 days. Some people, you know, do longer than that, but it's not 90 days and everything's rewired, Yeah. right? You're trying to work through that process. This is a lifelong journey. Yeah. I mean, I have beliefs pop in all the time that I'm like, what? You know, like I didn't even know that was a belief that I had, but I went to go do something big and all of a sudden, like I started to be like, wait, no, I shouldn't do that because of X, Y, and Z. And I started to see all these beliefs pop out about my own capability. And I was like, okay, wow, that's something I really need to work through. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I do the work on it. I love it. How have you and your your team with the festival, your husband, even anybody that you that you make big decisions with? How have you guys found the balance of navigating your beliefs, but also not just doing something blindly and stupidly when the odds are really, really against you. Do you know what I'm yeah. getting at? How do you how how do you find the balance between those two? How do you navigate those things? And how do you come to a decision that you feel is truly what's best for you? Yeah. Well, I will say the more work you do on yourself and the more present you become, the more you become aware of a little thing called intuition. And I would say I'm more tapped into that than I ever have been in my life. And really, really being aware of that even to today, we made a huge shift in the upcoming festival off of something that I was feeling in my gut. I brought it to everybody's attention. Nobody had said anything, brought it to everybody's attention. And we just hundred percent, we need to make this shift. And those are the moments that I really tap into is everything off intuition. I mean, I guess so, because you start to see, see certain things happen. But again, oftentimes we're living so far in the past or so far in the future, we cannot see them. When you really start to pay attention and be really present, you'll start to see these things happen and you will be able to make really good decisions off of those things. I want to go more about like into the past and present. What one, why do we so easily attach to both of those or either of those, uh, or sorry, the past or the future? Um, so why do we gravitate to, to those? And second follow-up question to that is why is it so difficult for us to detach from those and just be where we are now? Yeah. Well, for sure, it's just the way that the brain is wired for us to go off a of past experience. So from the time that we're born, those anchors constantly pop in over and over and over again. It's just how the brain is created and it's how it learns. And so you learn something else, it creates, you know, it creates another meta meta filter in your brain and it attaches onto something and that's how we create, Mm. right? That's how we live our lives. That's how we make decisions. I don't know why God created us that way, (laughs) but I will say 
uh, it's really interesting in, I have thought about that before, you know, why don't we all just live presently? As far as living in the future, I think that that has expanded over time in humans. I feel like we've done that more and more and more where I don't know necessarily that people were doing that, you know, hundreds of years ago. Yeah. I think they were more present. Mm-hmm. I think nowadays we have phones and computers and movies and all these things that have expanded our minds in all different ways. And so we're constantly living in all these different places where again, I feel like that wasn't actually the case, even though brains were still made the same way they were acting off of past experiences. I don't believe that people were constantly thinking about, you know, what was coming in the future. Yeah. I would imagine my speculation, my theory based on zero evidence, uh, is, is I would think though our past experiences can limit us in some ways, I think there's also bringing, going back to the intuition thing that you, um, that you mentioned, I feel like there, there has to be some value to be gained from past experiences as well. If we were to only live in the present at all times, I would have no association with a man with a knife being bad Mm -hmm. or whatever, some sort of threat being bad or some sort of other poor decision being something that I probably shouldn't do again. So I would imagine there's some sort of not safety mechanism, but there's something to be gained from that. But so you hit the nail on that. Okay. That's all it is. Yeah. We are, your brain is protecting you. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's all it's doing. So but the downside of that is because it wants to protect us so much, we also, and, and it, it keeps those experiences so locked in. It also keeps those other experiences locked in that keep us from growing. Right. So yes, it keeps us safe from some things, yeah. but in a sense, if we don't break past the other ones, it keeps us from growing, right? Exactly. Exactly. And that's where in some aspects, my brain kind of pisses me off. I'm like, <laughs> you know, it's like, man, this certain thing. Even though in some ways it's killing me or making me so unhappy, it's all my brain knows. And so it keeps me there because that's what it, whatever it knows, it's, it, it's like keeping you safe, mm. right? Mm-hmm. And you're creating all your experiences around that. So even if somebody is like super duper unhappy in their way, their brain in some aspects is keeping them there because that's what they know. That's so that's safe. Right. 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 And that can be super annoying because oh, all you want is the other. Yeah, for sure. And I would imagine the future, like you said, I think that back then there was probably zero value. It was, there was also probably less of a guarantee. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. I think maybe our lives are so safe. I'm sure some like psychologist is listening to this or some scientist and is like, these people don't know what the <laughs> But I would imagine, you know, there's so much security and safety and all, all we do is, is plan. All we do is plan. Yeah. We plan for tomorrow. We plan for the next day. We plan for vacation. We plan for this. Um, and so I would imagine a part of that has to be some sort of sense of security. Otherwise you don't have so that much confidence that next month is even going to happen for you. Right. Well, don't we always look at stuff like that? We're like, how are we going to make it to the next month? Make sure oh, we, we make the income. Do. We make that, 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 we that, that. Yeah. We always do. I mean, I was thinking about it on the way here, the end of the month. Yeah. I got to do this, this, I got to do the budget. I got to do this. And it's like, yeah, all I'm doing is driving right now. Why is that? You know, yeah. why am I even worrying about that? Right. Hmm, I love that. Well, this has been fantastic. Yeah, it it. always is. Yeah, it always is. So, um, where can people find you? 
follow you? How can people work with you? Tell me more about how they can connect with you. So it's uh, rachelpastor.com, and they can find me on Instagram at rachel.pastor. Is that where you're the most active? Yep. Instagram? Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Instagram. Cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thanks, Rachel. I appreciate you and your time. Thank you. Goodness, I cannot believe it is over already. Hey, thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. Hey, listen in. If you have a health and fitness goal that you are trying to reach, I don't know what else to say other than to say it must be a match made in heaven. If you didn't know already, Pullman Fitness exists to transform the body, mind, and spirit through personal coaching and sustainable fitness plans for any stage of life. So if you want to reach your goals, build sustainability, and enjoy life all at the same time, you guys got to check out Premier Coaching at Pullman Fitness. From custom-tailored programming to 24-7 access to your personal coach, you'll have everything that you need to succeed. You guys can find out a lot more about Premier Coaching as well as our membership program at PullmanFitness.com. Hey, if you enjoyed the show, share the love by leaving a five-star review and introducing the podcast to your friends and family. As always, thank you so much for listening, and until next time, this is The podcast.